Hello and welcome to The Haunted. I'm Freddie Young. And I'm Vanessa Mitchell. And we are with you today and we are going to be covering a very notorious English location. Very famous. It is. Extremely well documented and publicised. Yes. Um, I did put a little teaser on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook and stuff and a few of you guessed it straight away and all I did was post an image of a, a famous kind of picture that was taken in there and a picture of the former owner. And everyone was uh, just like, we know it, we know it, we know yeah. it. So we are, of course, today going to the ancient Ram Inn. And it is particularly famous because it has been dubbed quite a lot as one of Britain's most haunted houses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think given some of the events that have taken place there and some of the activity that goes on i'm inclined to vouch for that me too it's a very very interesting location it has a great great history so yeah, I'm the gonna... hist- i mean it's so old i mean the, the history oh, fantastically the old fantastically too, yeah. old and i think um if any of our american listeners if you're listening to this you'd have it, seen it, it on ghost adventures it, zach came there with yeah, the team but it shadows kind of history all around these places doesn't it it's ancient that's why it's yeah. the ancient ram in and uh not far from stonehenge as well which is um not too far and again that is a site of massive importance yeah but we'll go a little bit more into actually, that actually saying that we need to do a podcast on stonehenge again that's fascinating we will do that of our historian but anyway we will. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll look into that a little bit more so the ancient ram in is an interesting looking house. I will post pictures of this on our social media, but it's, I don't know, it's almost like set downwards from the pavement and it's all higgledy-piggledy, yeah. it's all over the place. Yeah, it's, it unfo- looks like it's gonna collapse. Yeah, unfortunately, over years has fallen into a bit of a state of disrepair. I know that when um, the former owner took over from it, it was infested with Death Watch Beatles and yeah. All like all, it was rotting and crumbling. Yeah, and he's done his best to bring it back to its former glory, but it's that's not... a project, and it's got yeah. some very serious. That's dough. that's but serious anyway. Though. I, I, you know, it's 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 beautiful as it is, and that's what we love about it. The fact it is ancient and it is crooked, and it is you know that that's the charm of it. That is the charm of it. So. It is located in a small kind of town called Watton Under Edge. Now, Watton is a word that means um, a clearing from the forest. Right. So it's an ancient word. And there is a forest nearby and it would have been the, the clearing where they settled. And it's about 40 minutes away from Bristol, which is one of our big cities, mm. one of our big kind of centres. And... This area has been inhabited um, at least since the Bronze Age because yeah. they have found carvings, tools, and archaeological so, evidence yeah, of that of that time period. And yeah. this whole yeah, this whole location has been inhabited since the Bronze Age, which is a long time ago. Quite a long time <laughs> ago. So the it's it's quite a complicated history. This so. I will go into it in a little bit more detail as we go on, but there are maps that suggest that the building or a building was in this location kind of pre-Saxon times. But the the building that we see now um, started construction in around 1145. Mm. And previous to all of this, so we, we're going way back when... Um, before the building this area was of significant significant importance to people that practice paganism yeah and it is believed that the area is a pagan burial ground well to be honest if you if you go back really go back the the uk as a whole was all pagan before mm-hmm. the other religions came in before christianity and um catholicism we were all pagan anyway so, but this 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 land would have had an, an, an importance to these people. Yeah. So this is it's a sacred ground. 
Yeah. And it's on the ground that the house is built. So this is built on top of graves. Yes. And there are ley lines. And I'm assuming we all know what ley lines are. If you don't, they are kind of points in the earth. And this is this Energy, is this yeah, yeah. This, this is a whole other episode in itself. But you know, they they believe that um, across the lines is um, an increase of paranormal activity. It's more concentrated. Yeah. And this lies on very two important ones. So, in the town of Wooden Under Edge, there is a crossover of ley lines, mm. not far from the ancient Ramin. Um, mm. I believe it might even be at the church. Because I did see the map, but yeah. I can't remember off the top of my head. But it definitely passes through the ley line that goes straight through to Stonehenge. Yes, yeah. And which, in terms of paganism and spirituality, Stonehenge is a massive, massive deal. Yeah. And it's symbolism and stuff. So the building... Uh, that we see now, currently, was constructed in 1145 and originally was used as almost, for want of a better word, a vicarage. Yeah. And it was actually the f dwelling of the first ever recorded vicar. Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting fact for you yeah. there. Um, but he was the only. He was the only. Or the first ever recorded vicar in the UK. Yeah, yeah. He, but he was the only ever one that lived in this address. Yeah. Because not long after that, the, the like the actual local vicarage was. Yeah. Was built. Um, so we we're gonna jump ahead. I say a little bit. It's only a couple of hundred years. <laughs> and in, in, in but the I UK don't, history, that's no, like it's not even It's not yeah. even a couple of hundred years. We're jumping at like a hundred years yeah. max. Which is nothing in... So during the reign of King John, there was a large fire that destroyed the majority of that settlement. Mm. And the house survived and was one of the only buildings that survived whatever happened yeah. in, in, in that location. And that then became the home to the craftsmen and also slave labourers that would have been used to rebuild. rebuild everything. So they were mostly in charge of rebuilding the local church, which is the Church of St Mary the Virgin. Yeah. And that is in the, in, in the centre. And it's situated on Marshy's Potter's Pond. And the streams crossed um, through the, the inn's land. And they had to divert the stream away in order to be able to build mm. the church and, and, and the kind of buildings around that. And people believed that the diversion of that water is what has opened up a portal for dark energy to come through because we know water has massive significance in terms of the paranormal and, and spirituality it does, um, with anything demonic mm -hmm. um, is always associated with well in, in lots and lots of cases is associated with underground water systems as well yeah uh, wells everything is so that they've, they've diverted the stream and obviously the pagans would have used the stream used the water to perform their own kind of rituals and stuff and and they believe that because of the disturbance mm. of that mm. it's kind of upset the equilibrium yeah. Look at that for a word. I know, Freddie. You're Thank coming you. out of tonight. Um, so there was a lot of conflicting evidence online in terms of the, the home's history. So people, it's very, it's, it's documented, it's known fact that 1145 it, roughly is, is when it was constructed and people believe that that was it. There was nothing on it beforehand. And, right. But John the former owner, yeah. has spent a lifetime researching mm. and looking into the history of the home of the land. And he believes that it stretches way back. And we're talking like 3000 BC, the Bronze Age times that yeah. people were in that land. And well, that, it would have been. And it would have been. There's literally, you cannot dispute that because 
the whole area surrounding lands, there's archaeological evidence of Bronze Age settlements, people there. So that's very clearly fact. fact. Um, John also claims that there is a wooden post in the building that has been dated. And I don't know how he's dated it. I don't know whether he's had it carbon dated or, you know, he's had someone that has come in. Mm. And, but he says it's 7,000 years old. Yeah. Now, you think 7,000 years, that is a hell of a long time. We, I, I don't know much about my prehistoric history is very, very slim. <laughs> but could we go Neanderthal? I don't know. I don't, I don't. Someone correct me. Someone correct me and tell me I'm completely wrong. But the land has um, a dark history. So obviously my understanding of paganism and stuff is, although it has a bit of a bad rep, it's it's not um, all doom and gloom. It's quite, you know, it's about being involved with the land and yeah. the energies and nature and, and things like that. But the the site that the house is built on is also involved in human sacrifice. Yeah. And there is evidence of that in the house, which again, I will get onto. Which as, as uh, there was on. a Stonehenge in all these places uh -huh. and all the standing stones. Um, in those days, they did human sacrifice all the time, didn't yep. they? I mean, they just did. It was just part of their this way. It's part of, yeah. So there is an old Saxon map, which has been found and located and it shows that the ram the building or i say the building the building that would have been built on top of this no that's underneath this is saxon mm. and that there's kind of huts and stuff that's yeah, around it yeah. so we can even we can date it back 100 percent to saxon yeah which is way before 1145 yes so it's had a it's had a colourful history, and in that time has seen well supposedly seen highwaymen, witches, murders, all all of which it would have seen. Of course, because let me tell you, England hundreds of years ago was probably weren't a nice place. <laughs> weren't to a nice be. place to be. We're talking wild wild west. Well, a lot worse than the world. Well, a lot I don't know if they had Iron Maidens. In the World Wide West. <laughs> Dungeons. They just had guns and shot each other all the time. But, no, but I mean, it's, yeah, it, this it, is... it's seen a really, really colourful what, past. What what they always say about the English is throughout throughout the world, the English, and the, the, we're famous for this, um, we, we've thought up the most gruesome and horrific torture methods, they say, than anyone else in the world. Now, I can see it, personally. Yeah, I can see it, yeah. We're quite dark people by nature, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well, I... I think so. It's, Even it's, our sense of humour is is a dark sense of humour. Well, humor we've got a very dry sense of humour, aren't we? <laughs> we're, we're not we're not any type of American humour. Definitely, we're very um yeah. But you see, so it, the building has seen a hell of a lot of things in its time, and for the m most part of its history, it was an inn and a public house, mm. and you know, just with that in itself comes a lot of issues, especially back in them times. Yeah. A lot of older uh, pubs, inns, whatever you want to call them, would have seen, like, prostitution, yeah. murder, yeah. rape. Disease. Disease. Um, uh, it, you know, it was... It, 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 just, it was, just everything, it was a, it was. They're almost hubs, aren't because, they? Well, People well, want was, the escape, don't they? they well, they've gone for their hour. I've had a hard day. There was also no police, no no police system yeah. in those days. So basically, anyone could do what the hell they wanted, and all they had to really answer to was the church or, or the, the king of the land. So I don't think the actual constabulary wasn't even invented at, at this point. No. So during its time as an inn and public house, especially kind of 1930s-ish, it had already earned a reputation for being haunted. So there are books, and I'd love to name them for you, but I can't, I did know the names, that were written throughout the 30s, 40s and 50s that kind of detailed strange going-ons across the land in all different yeah. pubs and locations. The Ancient Ramies Inn is named in, ah. in quite a few... Um, texts. So well, I didn't know that. So mm. it's whatever has been going on there has, has been, been going, going on, on for a long time. Yeah. So 
we've jumped from prehistoric history. We're now in 1968. We are in the end of the swinging 60s. Yeah. And the former owner, um, John Humphreys, who sadly is no longer with us, um, and who made the house what it is, yeah. I suppose, now, bought it uh, from the Whitbread Brewery for £2,600. Mm. And he was uh, a former train driver, and he moved his family into um, this building that had no running water and was pretty much yeah derelict, I would suppose. And unfortunately, because of how the house was and the nature of the house, you could say, led to the breakdown of his marriage. Yeah. And then it also then led down to the breakdown of the relationship between him and his children um, for quite some time. They're, they've they've obviously, they rekindled yeah. over time and, you know, they built their bridges and stuff, but um, it, was, think, it wasn't good for him. And I think John Humphrey's wife, um, never wants to talk about it, no. never wanted to discuss living there, has got, uh, doesn't want to even remember it. So we, we we're never going to know her side because no. she's always refused point blank to but her talk daughter, about it. But her daughter has said that she did experience things there. Yes. And they were not good. Yeah. But she, yeah, she, it's, it's a part yeah, of her life she, she wants does to, not want it, that yeah. she wants to forget. Now, a little bit, uh, a little fact for you. The ancient Ram Inn is the location of the oldest known surviving wooden window frame in the UK. Well, actually in the ancient Ram, Ram Inn. Yeah. Wow, yeah. There you go. Mm. Again, another amazing yeah. piece of trivia. I'm giving it to you all now. So how I'm going to tell this story, well, how I'm going to give you kind of some of the activity that goes on in the house is I'm going to take you on a bit of a tour mm. at the house. So we are going to start with the the entrance way and as you go in and then I'll walk you through the yeah. house and then upstairs. So as you go into the home, you will walk into a room that has a sofa and like a bit of a makeshift kitchen. And this is what John has turned into his living space. So he has his, he has his bed and all that's set mm. up. So what this would have formerly been is the tack room. So that is where people would have left their horses yep. and things like that. So it's it would have been an outdoor space, but over time has been adapted for indoor living. And this is where he occupied because he felt that this was the safest, safest. area. Um, there is an old well that is located underneath this area. See, straight away you've got trouble when there's wells. And there is a pit in which bodies have been bodies bodies of murder victims have been found, and they know this. Um, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you in a little while because it's it's also in another room as well. But there are artifacts found of it that leads them to believe. So he has been subjected in this room to nightly disturbances. And it involves lots of physical um, activity, pushing, shoving, scratching, yanking. Um, and of course, he's very famous for going public, saying that he's regularly visited slash attacked by a succubus. Um, in other words, raped, uh, sexually, um, we'll just call it sexually abused. But yeah, I mean, he's he's been quite open and quite public about saying that was quite a, a a lot of, you know, the activities yeah. had there. Um, I think John Humphreys has made an unbelievable amount of connections in the paranormal world through his years yeah. of doing this. And he has been made fully aware of what he, the precautions he needs to take in order to have best to protect him so there have been people that have suggested to him that he needs to confront the issue of the well so what he has done is he has covered the well and filled the well and he has covered it and put a cross over the mouth of the well yeah to contain 
whatever evil or whatever I'll energy I try to contain. I don't know if it's that easy. I don't know. It, yeah, again, I don't know if it's that easy, but he, he has made active attempts to contain mm. as best he can the activity that is going on there, and that is something that he has done. But from all accounts, and I've read a hell of a lot of, and watched a hell of a lot of different um, paranormal groups that have gone into this location, and this room tends to be, from my opinion, from what I've seen and read, the least active. This ah. is this is almost like a safe space. Doesn't mean it doesn't come with yeah. activity, but this is maybe the less lesser, lesser uh, yeah. of, of of some of the more extreme things that happen around around the home. So from this room, you go into an area and it is called, and I don't know why. The men's kitchen. Mm. And it's a, you know, it's it's um kind of, I suppose, almost not centre of the home, but it's a large room off of the tack room. Now, is it um, the, what are the... Um, the doors that are... If you can't see what I'm doing, I'm doing the rods. Oh, oh. um... Divining rods. Divining rods. People that do that are oh, diviners. Diviners. Don't know. Well, you know what... People that use mean. dowsing rods... Yeah, dowsing or... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> have been, been in the home and have suggested to him that this is the room where the formal burial ground is. Yeah. Now, from that advice... Some things happen, but I'm going to tell you about. But, I'm going to tell you about the activity right, first. Right, but hold on. Let let me stop you. So one room, there'd be a bloody small burial ground. It must have been under the entire building because unless it was just five graves, the burial a normal burial ground, especially pagan Saxon burial ground, is going to be a lot bigger. Maybe the activity was stronger in that room, but there there, there definitely would have been more. Perhaps the bodies that were buried in the, that area. Are stronger, uh, or yes, their, their energies I mean. yeah, are stronger, they're, 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 or perhaps yeah. you know, I don't know. But you're right. You know, you you just have to because I have been uh, researching for another episode, a very famous cemetery, and that covers acres and acres yeah. and acres of land. So I can well believe that the whole, probably the whole village is potentially built yeah, on bodies. Of yeah, yeah. So in this area, there is often heard um, a baby crying, the sounds of a baby crying, and there has been evidence that a woman was murdered in that room by a highwayman. Which was, again, commonplace. Commonplace. And she continues to haunt the building. She's been sighted. She's been felt. She's an angry... Um, yeah, she's a she's not arrested. She's not arrested. She's a, she is an angry energy in, in the home, and she acts out to people yeah and she is probably just one of many because i think the thing about this house is there is maybe not so much physical apparitions but there is a lot of physical Acti activity yeah. in, in terms yeah. of towards the living yeah people are so often pushed scratched bitten hit and, and loud bangs, loud noises, things moving, flying across the room. Yeah. yeah, that's very. So common, it's, it's, yeah. It's, yeah, so it's not necessarily so much about the apparitions in this home. I think there's this is so angry, and she is she is one of uh, the angry spirits that reside there, and she's probably one of the more notorious ones. Mm. I would say um, there have been uh, mediums and psychics that have gone into the home to name her. Again, they've all been very conflicting, so I'm not going to tell you any. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's been a wide variety of names for her, but and everyone thinks they're right. Everyone thinks they're right, unfortunately, and and I don't think we'll ever really know no. know the truth. So again, along with most, I say most hauntings, but a lot of hauntings, electronics fail in this room, uh, camera batteries drain immediately yeah. or you mm -hmm. know 
very, very quickly. And you saw that in um, Ghost Adventures. Yeah. Their, their equipment wasn't working correctly. Yeah. The battery's Again, drained and things was going on. It is very, it's classic. Yeah, paranormal energy just drains anything like that. It, it's, it's just normal, isn't it? Yeah. So also in this room, um, there is a hull in which in... 1977, no, 1997, a group of paranormal investigators from Swindon were given permission to start to tear up parts of the floor in this room. And because of what they were trying to search for is a cellar. Yeah, yeah. Because there is uh, myths and legends connected to the cellar that there's bodies in there. That you know, she was murdered and put in in the, in the cellar. And Which is like exactly that. what we did in the cage. Started digging underneath. So it. they started digging, but what they did find was a kind of it was it was a grave essentially, and in that they found the remains of a woman and a child, and kind of iron shards. Yeah. So they were taken and analysed by the Bristol Museum, and they said categorically that this was part of a ritual sacrifice knife, and it, all everything about the grave, about what they found, pointed exactly to human sacrifice. Human sacrifice. So they had unearthed the remains of, of two yeah. human sacrifice victims, but it was a woman and, and a child. Yeah. So you could you could go to assume that it was a mother and a child. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because that would go some way. Now, interestingly, the people that dug it up, when they was returning from their exploits, mm -hmm. they suffered quite a serious car crash on their way home. God, it's so classic, isn't it? Now, coincidence... Or not? It's such a classic. I've had the same thing people tell me when they've left the cage. It's, I mean, like you say, we'll never know. But it happens a bit too much. A little bit too much. To be much. a coincidence. A little, and, I, and I personally think, you know, uncovering. Okay, you can say they weren't concentrating on the road. They were too tired. They were excited. You can say all of those things. It, this does happen a lot, though. Yeah, it does. It's happened from people that have been investigating at yours. Yeah, it's but it, happened but multiple it, but times. But it always happens after people have got some quite good evidence. Yes. Or have uncovered something. I think I think more when they've uncovered something and really gone a step. Yeah. Beyond a normal investigator that's there for five or six hours. Yeah, definitely. I don't think I've really heard of, you know of one of not amateurs but you know people that do it as a hobby and things yeah. like that have, you know they, and, they, and they is... just go in and, you know no disrespect i really don't want that to be disrespectful well, no, because but... there's there's levels of everything there's levels of doctors and specialists yeah. and bloody surgeons and it's the same with everything in life and it's the same with paranormal investigators you get some people that do it for a hobby you get some people that do it more seriously do it every weekend you get some people that don't like to use equipment you get some people that have all the equipment in the world you get some people that it's their entire life and they're willing to go the extra mile so it's just normal and, and I, I i find that it is people that are more invested and get good evidence and uncover truths of a, of and, a location. And also, it's not only that, I think it's some investigators um, could, could be mediums and psychics, clairvoyants, you know, sensitive, you know, a whole range of things. And I think if they connect more with an entity in a house, uh, more than just per se an investigator who doesn't particularly have any gifts in, in that way, because a lot of investigators are just investigators. Yeah. Um, then I think if you connect with the spirit, you know, that's when you take attachments home and that's when you can be quite affected. And yeah, and I'd say certainly for the cage, and it sounds like here as well, the people who have, you know, gone those extra miles um, are the ones that can really come unstuck after they've left the location, even if they've done their protection. Um, I do not know the outcome of, of this. I'm assuming that was all okay because... I would. I think we'd have heard about. Yeah, it. I, I would assume that they'd. Have, yeah. Yeah, I think it would have gone a long way to add to the. Yeah. The myth, the legend. Yeah. So I'm assuming that they was all okay, but from all accounts, it was quite nasty. And it was it was returning from this location. So also in in the kitchen, men's kitchen area, there is believed that there is a secret tunnel leading from the fireplace and leading up to the crypts 
of the church. So again, we're talking ley yeah, lines. Yeah. So that that tunnel. So if you, I'll get the map. Um, for you guys and show you the ley lines and I'll put it on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. But there is a direct line from the ancient Ramin up to the church and up at the church is a direct crossover of ley line points. So if there is a tunnel, and believe me, we lived in St. Osif, there's plenty of secret tunnels yeah. everywhere. It was quite commonplace. A very, very commonplace. It would run parallel mm-hmm. to these ancient ley lines so again it's just inviting energy activity and things like that so from this area we then move into a space that is called the mayflower barn now again as with a lot of the activity in this house it is known as a very violent space yes so there, for example, and I'm pretty sure you, if you watched the Ghost Adventures episode on this, he mentions it in there, but there is a man and his son has, is picked up and thrown by something unseen completely. And there was more than one person in that room that can vouch for that. Yeah. Now, to, you know, an 18 year old, it's not like picking up a piece of paper. Do you know what I mean? There's some, so there's some force behind that. And then to throw, I don't know if even me as a physical, but could throw somebody, I'd give it a good go. Mm. I'd lob you out the window. <laughs> <laughs> right from the top floor. From the top floor. Listen, if I ever accidentally die by going out of water, you've just Word basically me. bloody said, oh, you'd like to kill me. Oh, thanks for that, Fred. I'll anyway. delete it. <laughs> but yeah, you know, he, he, and I'm pretty sure they said maybe kind of five or six inches off the floor as well, mm. which isn't a small amount. Mm. I've had, again, it's happened in the cage. I had a huge fella that was um, that, that happened to. So yeah, I, I know it can happen. Yeah. yeah. There's also been sightings here of strange lights. Now we're not talking your kind of your stereotypical orb. And things like that. These are like um, bright lights, flashes of lights, um, strings of lights. Yeah, just uh, energy. Yeah. Spirit energy. Yeah. Think think fairy lights. Yeah. Kind of thing. That kind of thing. That's been sighted there. Again, that Again, is... Again, quite, quite typical of it is, that type of haunting. We've got a video of it. Yeah, we've got a video of it in the cage. Yeah. yeah. In fact, several, yeah. So, you know, we know that that is something that does, that does happen. There's also been reports of the curtains being shredded. So, like something with claws has just hacked mm. at the curtains. Again, no explanation. There's no animals or anything in there. You know, it's not done by a human hand or with a pair of scissors. It's been shredded yeah. by something. Which leads you to believe, again, and leans into something that's a little bit darker. Yeah. Mm. Also in this room, uh, people have witnessed a ghost rising from the floor, mm. which again feeds into that burial, burial ground, ground underneath. Yeah, and uh, right, yeah, rising up through the floor. There's also been a very tall, and people have described it as kind of seven, eight foot uh, shadow that has been seen around the room and rushing through the barn area and out the door and back into the main building. Mm -hmm. So it's a very active space, Mm. the Mayflower barn. So from there in the barn, it leads to, and they are very narrow and quite steep (laughs) from what I've seen. Yeah, the stairs. The stairs. And right at the top, as its namesake, there is a stuffed ram's head pinned to the very top of the stairs. Yeah. But the stairs as well are very active. People have been pushed down the stairs. Yeah. Physically harmed whilst on the stairs. The stairs, quite clearly, are a dangerous place to go. Mm. So when you're upstairs, there are a series of rooms and they all have names and they have these names for various reasons. So we will start with the witch's room. Yeah. So... The story that is connected to this and what maybe leads to its namesake is that 
during the 16th century, there was, well, across, across the nation, a sweeping fear of witchcraft and black magic. Of course. And people actively went out and hunted mm. women and they were killed for their believed involvement in in witchcraft so it is believed that there was a woman local uh, she lived in the in the town and she was actively hunted for her participation in witchcraft she fled and hid and seeked refuge in the ancient ramin but she was captured and then burnt at the stake. So she was captured, and this was potentially the room that they seized her. Yeah. And, yeah. and she was, yeah, burnt at the stake. Some stories say as well that she also had a black cat that was a familiar that was burnt with her, uh, but that's not in every story. It's, Again, it's quite, it's it's quite hard bit, to pin. Yeah, it wouldn't be, listen, it's not out of this world for the, for them to have done that. Yeah, of course. Well, it happens in every village, in yeah. every town, for generations in most now, countries in the world. she is said to still haunt that room and appears at the bedside of people that stay in that room. There are some really famous photographs of people outside the house, photographing the house, seeing kind of faces in yeah, the windows. face looking out of a, an old woman, yeah. Which, it, which is quite a good picture, actually, to be honest. It it's, is quite a good picture. It's an interesting picture. There is conflicting views of this female entity, though. Some people feel that she is quite a caring spirit mm. and not dark in, in, well, her, in her ways. Witches by nature were healers. Yeah. They were healers. I mean, it was, you know, really movies and, and legend that made them all evil. Demonised Wh Witches in their nature were healers. People went to witches for help. It's just that they were blamed for the crops failing. They were your doctors at the time, weren't they? They were, yeah. So, I mean, and then they were wet nurses. That witches, I mean, of course, you're going to get the odd horrible one like you do everything in life. But, but you know, witches, um, conjuring women... They're all healers, I think. And, there and weren't we, many bad ones. We have got an episode coming up that relates to our story and to our hometown. Yes. And all things witchcraft. And we will go into much, much A further detail, of, detail yeah. of the connections and, and things like that and how the women of the time were misrepresented. And well, wrongly. misrepresented is a very mellow word. It for, is a for, very for, mellow for word. Absolute it is a very horrific. mellow word. Yeah, it was horrific. Barbaric. Yeah, backstory to but, that. Um, but, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's conflict in view. So some people feel that she's quite a, a good energy and I wouldn't say happy, but, you know, she doesn't bring negative. She's She makes herself known and she makes... Uh, a bit of a, not a nuisance of herself, but she makes noises and I mean, bangs, I, I, and and she and she shows herself. But I don't know. But I mean, is... I must admit, when I saw the lady ghost in the cage, and she appeared to be a witch. She certainly looked like one from those days. Her energy was kind and lovely and warm. And I just looked at her with absolute fascination. She did not scare me at all. And I felt she was very, very good. So my experiences are of, of witches, you know, in that, in that kind of way have been um, very positive. And so it's not out of the way for me to say, yeah, people who did find her kind of, so did I in my case. So. Well, listen, I've had a similar experience in, in the cage, yeah. haven't I? With, exactly, with, yeah, with, yeah. with a female entity. And again, you felt you know, quite she, and comfort. She, she came to me and comforted me. Yes. And, you know, although it is scary... But if, you, you, I, I think there's a difference. Is if you automatically panic, ah, my God, you will perceive it as being nasty. Of course, if you and I think that's what's happened. Let yourself here. feel the energy, yeah. and if you're not running around screaming, then or terrified, then I think you you can really feel the the real intent. Because as people that have experienced both good and bad energies, good and bad spirits, there is a very distinct. Difference oh God, you know in... all the senses in your body tell you. Oh, I promise you, because let me tell you, your body will never fail you. Yeah. If it's something that you need to be, um, 
uh, frightened of, of or, yeah, or, or, or wary of, your body, will, te- your body or, yeah. will tell you. And your sixth sense, you know, we have that for a reason. Your Everything that the human body's built will tell you if it's danger, even subconsciously it will. Subconsciously it will. And I know, although some people who maybe have never had a paranormal experience or have never seen a ghost, maybe in that moment you are scared, but you will know yeah. deep down... Is that a good energy? Is that a bad energy? Well, no, I don't think you'd know. If you were scared and you ran out, you're never going to know. Um, because you're just left with that initial, oh my God, I saw a ghost, oh my God, oh, it must be bad, it must be bad. But if you stayed in the room and physically, like I've done on a few occasions, watch these apparitions, and, oh my God, I can't believe what I'm seeing, then that's the time in those few seconds where you can feel that energy more, rather than two quick seconds in your own So I was saying, allow your body to acclimatise to what is happening. Yeah, feel the energy, because they come with energy, of course. And even even people that don't have a gift or an ability or anything like that, it, how many people do you know that have walked into a house and said, just don't feel right? Yeah, something about it doesn't feel something right. Something about it don't feel yeah. right. You don't I have... I can't put my finger on it, but I know... Or yeah. something just don't feel right. Oh, I don't feel comfortable here, or I feel like something's watching me. Yeah. That's your sixth sense. That, that is... You. But everyone has, has that. It, yeah. it is it is ingrained in everybody. You just have to believe that you have it and trust it when it when it gives you that information. Yeah. So I think potentially maybe the spirit in that room has got a bit of a bad rep, and because it was formerly a B and B, this property mm. I forgot to mention, and untold times people have left in the middle of the night. Out the door. The door they, even said that people climbed out the windows. Window. Yeah, people are so terrified. They <laughs> to, left it to, out the to get To get away. And so I think potentially... But I get know. that. It, sorry to keep on going back to the cage. But even in the cage sometimes, there were times, if that wasn't a drop, I promise you, I'd have got out the window. I promise you. Because otherwise, you've got to walk through it and c- confront it behind the door. Of course you And, do. you know. But anyway. And also, if you, when I put a picture that you'll see... That because it sunk into the ground, yeah. the property, a jump from the window, you're Isn't not your you're worst not, nightmare. It's yeah. not your worst nightmare because you're almost like maybe like three foot off the pavement. Yeah. And that's like just jumping off a wall. Yeah. Kind of thing. It, you know, it's fine. So, the witch's room. Now, the bishop's room. We move on to the bishop's room. And this is, I believe to be, and what um, John believes to be, and what a, a lot of the paranormal groups believe to be the paranormal hub mm. and john definitely believes um that this has um satanic connections yeah because they excavated up in the walls <clears throat> and when they dug away from the fireplace they found a very 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 small horseshoe yeah and and with it a big one I yeah. think they found two, didn't they? A normal size horseshoe and a very, very small one. Now, the small horseshoe, it, it's been um, investigated by like occult specialists yeah. and, and people that are much more knowledgeable than me in this area. And that is a sign that the devil has been at that location because that is would fit a cloven hoof, so like a yeah. goat's foot, yeah. which is, you know, stereotypical of what we know to but be. what we know is the the in the olden days they would put things in fireplaces to ward off the bad hence um cat skeletons and and bottles and things like that so coins all yeah, sorts of things to ward off bad so i don't suppose we'll know the real i mean what we do know is the devil wouldn't have come and put it in there himself no he ain't asked no. about that he's too busy putting destruction on the planet so he wouldn't have gone to the ancient ram inn but it's it's definitely a symbol of of uh, yeah. of a devil. So this particular room has been a source of nightmarish activity yeah. for hundreds and hundreds of people, unknowingly or not. So people have kind of checked in there to stay. And have been absolutely scared out of their wits, run off in the middle of the night. It's scared family members. It's scared people that have gone there searching for this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah And And yeah. they've just said, no, drop me out. It's a no from me. Yeah. I'm off. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't getting involved in, in, in any of this. Get that fire exit pub? door. Yeah, I'm yeah, off. Yeah. Uh, so, interestingly, in all the TV shows, all the interviews I've watched, um, 
with the former owner, he always knocks on the door and goes, anybody there? Because he says that sometimes you knock on the door and go, is anybody there? And the room will go crazy. Bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang. And then he, he won't open the door. I mean, to be honest, I have spoken, obviously, to hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of paranormal investigators that have been through the cage doors and, and, and also in this, in this life that we have in the paranormal. And so many of them have been to the ancient ramming. And I've got to be honest, I can't tell you I've heard a bad story about it. Everyone says it's active, it's worth it. They weren't disappointed. They drove for miles, you know, hours to get there. Because it is a, it's a long way people, away from us. Yeah, but I mean, I think that maybe one or two people said it wasn't as active if that they would have liked, but there was definitely a feel about the place. But most people say, my God, we had a crazy night in there. But listen, it's not a circus. You can't just expect them to perform no. on cue. Here, yeah. here, here we go. It, and it doesn't work that way. So you are going to get good days, bad days. And it's down to people's methods as well. That has a hell of a lot to do with it, I think, as well. But anyway, yeah, so an active... A very active room. Um, repeatedly, furniture is shifted, but great amounts. I'm talking, like, other side of the room. And it, it's not gradually over time it flies. It's it thrown yeah. across so the room. Yeah, so activity. Very, very, very active. There's also been um, an account of... A sensitive, a medium, a psychic, somebody going to enter the room and the, when they've put their hand on the handle, they have been thrown the length of the corridor mm, mm. Away, away from that room. In this room, there is untold <laughs> numbers of spirits that are meant to, especially this room. So we have monks. Mm. We have... Um, men on horses like roman centurion yeah, kind of fella of course, yeah. we have a cavalier we have a young woman who's hanging from the beams we have a person hanging upside down from the mm. from the walls there's a shepherd and his dog there's just yeah <laughs> an unbelievable amount because again makes sense <clears throat> because it's on the ley line route the energy traps them in and it's... Um... But really, in reality, being the kind of place it is, the kind of people I've named, it wouldn't be out of the way for any of these people to have been in that location. Oh, of course. Of course. I time. mean, that's it, bloody normal. You yeah. know, so, but yeah, so there are, and I think this is the particularly the most disturbing one, you know, the reports of a younger female hanging from the beams mm. of the ceiling. Which I think, you know, if to see that is quite... Well, listen, let's be honest. Young women and maids hung themselves very or threw themselves from, from high buildings because a lot of them got pre pregnant out of wedlock. Mm -hmm. And a lot of young women, unfortunately, did hang themselves because the, the man buggered off, didn't give them a second thought. They were obviously pregnant. They, you know... And, well, and they shunned, so and they shunned. Yeah, yeah, you know... So, so many suicides by young women. So that is, again, a very normal story. It's not out of the way. I think as well, you know, there's a, people say he's a plumber, but I would say more labourer um, that was in, in that room. And he left very, very, very sharpish because he saw rising mm. through the floor mm. the, the centurion on a horse. What an amazing thing to see. I would love to see something like that. I've seen a lot of ghosts, but I would love to see that there over my course of doing this podcast and researching some locations there is a hell of a lot of sightings of not just a roman soldier yeah but armies but yeah yeah going whole, to war yeah, yeah there is whole just armies. residual energy trapped replaying itself yeah it's fascinating. My, it's fascinating and they're all in very unusual places so it's not along the street because that street out there it's not the same level it was yeah, when the Romans were Yeah, that's why they say a lot of them, you can only see them from the knees up. Knees because up, it was or so again, like this, coming through the floor. Yeah. Because it, it, the ground has sunk. Yeah, it, it changes over time. It changes or rises, over time. Or, yeah, it, that, yeah. it's, it's dependent. So, again, it, you know, a fantastic, fantastic story. Um, there's also a man who screams. Now, he's screaming... Because he was killed 
by having his head thrust into a fireplace. Now, oh. you can but imagine what them screams <sighs> sound like. Oh my God, I don't even want to go there. Now, Anything with fire, I if, just cannot. If, if you are that. asleep, if you, me and you have gone for a nice weekend away. Mm. We've stopped at this nice little old pub. We're in a yeah. room. And the screams of a man's face being burnt off in a fire fill the room at three o'clock in the morning. Well, <laughs> let me tell you. I'm, <laughs> I'd be out the window as well. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Not today. Not today. So... <laughs> This is also the room that uh, John has. That is horrific. But you just saying it like that for people that just like you say just went there just to stay. That just you now you get it. We get it where people were, were legging out of the of the windows. You would because of the terror. These people aren't paranormal investigators. They're not interested. Like you say, they they've had a nice dinner. They've had a nice yeah. time out. Been to Stonehenge yeah, for the day. Visit Stonehenge had a nice the dinner. Had a ploughman's for fall, lunch. Oh, that's then, cheap. Yeah, we'll stay there. Stay oh, that's there. nice. Rustic. Oh, ancient little place. Oh, yeah. lovely. Yeah, nice. We'll stay there. <laughs> and then all fucking hell breaks loose. I mean, that would... So if it's active enough for him to start screaming, you can guarantee some other things would happen as well. I mean, these people must be... You know, it's... People get post-traumatic stress up, you know, over this shit, you know, having these experiences. It's a very, very active location and there are untold... Stories. Spirits, so many, yeah. stories... And things that have happened in this location, and the the, the back the history backstory. The history. Listen, yeah. this place is a. It's the real it's deal, place. I would say. Yeah. And I've seen I've seen a lot of things online, that have knocked John. Saying you know, he he's eccentric. He's made it all up. It's all a bit of a con. It's all this. It's all that. Listen, yeah, but hundreds and hundreds of people no. don't make that stuff up. And you know I mean, what? Just because you're a little bit mad. You're a little bit eccentric. Does not mean you're a liar. Does not mean you're a liar. And you know what? Towards the end, he was offering up to people tours of the house, and he would take you through the house. He would tell you the stories. He would show you because he's got. If you saw pictures of the house, it's like a hoarder's dream. You know, it's it's a bit of a dive. I'll be honest. It's filled with stuff, but everything's got a story. And he he would sit there, and he never charged anyone. He'd just be a cup at the end. Donation if you fancy it, mm. and people would just put it in fibers or a couple of quids for and a few years. But I mean, I no, but for but for for paranormal um, investigations, but to just visit yeah. the home and stuff, you know, he didn't expect he people to pay. People He'd in, welcome yeah. anybody. You know, I just think he wanted people to hear his story and he wanted people to know and understand what was going on well, and what was happening. I had two very long conversations with John over the phone. Um, and I found him to be, and we spoke about his house in depth, we spoke about the cage, and I found him to be a very knowledgeable, interesting man. He, um, I, I didn't find him to be deranged at all. Uh, I, you know, he spoke to me a lot about the cage, um, and we swapped experiences, and we really did talk on two occasions for like something like two hours. I remember it being a really long time, because I suppose he was in there on his own, I was in my house on my own, so we just, spoke and spoke and I found him to be a, an engaging man and actually I didn't get off the phone on either occasion and think oh he's mad oh, Lord, I didn't think that at all he was interesting he was factual he, he is interesting history. and he does know he's done his research he is an eccentric character mm. and I think you know there is nothing wrong, wrong with that, that. No, who cares? and that doesn't make you a bad person yeah, doesn't make you a liar. No. It just makes you a little bit wacky. Do I you mean, know what I mean? Uh, David Bowie's an eccentric man. We're yeah. not all going. Well, he's a hero of liar, life. Liar. But, <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I think, so, and I think because he was maybe a bit of eccentric, gave him less fear to go to the world uh-huh. and talk about his experiences. Yeah. Because some people can be brave, some people can be eccentric, some people do it because they have to, that people have to know the truth and, and warnings of these stories. And actually, but, in, and in, if, his if you think was... of the time periods that he went public with his story, this was before a time that things like hauntings and paranormal activity was really widely reported on or even really acknowledged, accepted, 
he do, he was before his time in that sense. You know, he was going to the papers and, and talking to people and about what was going on and very think, early I, on. And I think I think it really hit for us the first uh, series of Most Haunted, where people really became very very interested in this stuff. So yeah, I don't know the time scale and when he went no, public. Well, well before was... that, well before okay, that. Okay, so yeah, so and he was. You know, and listen to me. This is this, this is happening. This is real. Yeah. And that's a, that's in it, that in itself is a scary yeah, can, thing okay, to do. Okay, then, so Freddie, so what we're saying is, it was eccentric in his latter years, but when he obviously went first public with this, he probably wouldn't have been eccentric. It'd have probably been quite a normal, you know, wee class. You've got to think a, a, a house that active. And it affects takes, you the way you takes a toll, God and yeah. it changes your outlook, and it, cha it, it changes it changes everything. it changes everything. It changes your entire life. So it changes everything. I'm not surprised. It's probably a coping mechanism if I'll be a bit quirky instead then. <laughs> Bless his heart and God rest his soul. Yeah. You know, he saved an ancient building from collapsing because it was on the verge of collapse. You know, it, it's of a massive, massive historical and, and, importance. And he was, you know, and he, he was brave and he went out and said, this is happening. And there's not many people that do no, that. No. And so I, I've definitely got a lot of respect for the man. And to do you say, know what? He, he, weren't in it, he weren't in it for the money. Yeah. Because he weren't living like a millionaire, was he? Yeah, no. of course, yeah. Do you know what I mean? He, it's uh, you know, it's I, cases I like this. Him. Yeah, I like. I him. think that actually, you know, there's a lot of credence. And he's he's put his village on the map, his town on the map. He's done a lot of good. That man. He's you know, when you think about it, the amount of tourists that have come in, spend in the local area. Because I think did, he's did, a... did, did did you hear of what no. underage before that? No, you wouldn't have. No, of course not. No, so. Obviously, now I'm going to move on because this, what I'm going to talk about, we've touched on briefly before, yeah, yeah. but this has happened in various parts of the house. So I yeah. didn't want to include it in any one part of the block rooms mm -hmm. that I was going into. So, obviously, John has, and I think like we discussed earlier, this is probably what propelled it into such yeah. a really big story. Yeah. But he has told us, and told the public and told the media that he has been raped many times by a, what is the resident succubus. Hmm. Now, although in his interviews he says incubus, incubus, but the difference is an incubus by nature would go to a woman and a succubus would go to a man. So his intent was right of what he was trying to say. Or Ines, he thinks it was a, a a male spirit trying to rape him instead of a woman. I'm not sure, but he he says he says incubus, not succubus. Not to be crude, but you don't know what part was you don't know. penetrated. Well, what do you mean you don't know what part is a man? But well, let me tell you, a woman there ain't that many options. A woman ain't gonna <laughs> take you from behind, is she? No, but a woman. She, no, but a woman to rape a man. No, <laughs> no, you listen, don't you're have not to put anything it. in. No, you're what, not what? getting it. Would you right? Explain it to me. Right, he said incubus, and you're saying that's the man one. Yes. Right. Well, that's it. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. Right. Unless. Right. Okay. He was. Yeah. So I'm. Um, in case our listeners don't know, understand the difference. But yes, in case it was an incubus, and he said he was right. Well, yeah. He. He. Yeah. Of course. So that is. But there is an, a resident incubus and succubus. Right. Supposedly, this is what this is. These so are, John these is are, saying there are these, two. These are John's. Okay, now, accounts. Now I can't tell you why he thinks they're both. I can, but assume because you one is a man know, and one is a woman, yeah, and so you'd know the you'd difference. know the difference. You know the difference of the actions. <laughs> now, would a succubus go to you or an incubus? We were discussing this earlier, and, and we're not making like this. But do incubuses and succubuses know the difference between? Gay people and straight people. I know what I'd prefer. <laughs> <laughs> well, given the choice. <laughs> given the choice. Uh, if would, you had to be... If I had to invite one home, it yeah, would have to be an incubus. incubus yeah. But listen, every hole's a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... But let's leave it at that. But if, no, listen... We make light of it. Genuinely, if anybody and, and knows the answer, anyway. knows the answer to this, do they do they know and understand sexuality? And do they go like I am a gay man? So would I receive? Yeah, an incubus. An incubus. Than a succubus. 
I don't know. But, but they but they serve a purpose, don't they? Yeah. Uh, so the succubus goes and retrieves the sperm, don't they? Yes. And then the incubus go to, goes to re uh, re inseminate. Is that 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 that's what the they say? That's their the purpose. purposes. Yeah. Um. I mean, I. Uh, again, I'm not making light of it, but nobody's really ever interviewed one. But saying that nobody's ever never interviewed a demon, so. Um, but there has been an interview of a vampire. And <laughs> <laughs> um, so you would have to. We know they exist. I mean, I, I think they exist. I mean, I, 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 I don't see at all. I mean, oh, what's no, the film? The entity. Now, yeah, Listen, no, let that, me tell you. That Casey entity. I'm telling you, that was a genuine. There's case. been and. The thing that always sells things like this to me is that routinely throughout history, throughout cultures, throughout countries and religions, there is always the same. Different names, but the same. Different names and different nature and how they do things and how they appear. But let me tell you, the whole world can't be wrong. Yeah. There's something in it. There's something in it. So, but since he... And he suffered these attacks well into his old age. Yeah. So, again... He said he used to grab the Bible, didn't yeah, he? So he, but he? Yeah, but he carries that around with him throughout yeah. the house. Yeah. He has his special Bible, and when things happen, he goes, you know, you know, God, it's coming again, you need to... Yeah, protect me. Come and, come and whisk him away, it's a no from me. Yeah. Kind of thing. So, it's that's mm. not the last thing at the house, though. So, up at the very, very top... We have the Weaver's Attic. Now, the area that is Gloucestershire during kind of medieval times made its money through um, wool and weaving. Mm -hmm. And and that's how they made their money. So there are hooks and stuff in the room still. From the old, yeah, that, you, yeah. that they would have used. I can't think of the word. I know you mean pulleys or something. Pulleys and things that, that they would have used. So... Up in the attic space, there is a bedroom and then there is a kind of open space. Like, you know, maybe if you put your teenager in there, they could have a bedroom and a little yeah. sitting area. But it's connected with like some wooden boards and stuff. It's not it's not done properly, but it's two mm. separate areas. And this area as well, lots of paranormal activity, lots of poltergeist activity. There's lots of... Things being dragged across the floor, heavy footsteps, loud noises, loud yeah, noises, just... breathing, and well is reported a lot up there. The sound of something, or, or even the breath on you, the breathing in yeah, your ear, yeah. the breath on you, something standing with you. But this, everything, I say everything, but a lot of the things that happened in the Weaver's Attic. So say one evening then someone was staying there and they heard a loud bang in the weaver's attic the next day the people in the bishop's room under downstairs would report the same noise mm, and mm. they would hear it from so more than yeah. so separate people are hearing the same so, thing the same thing um it's also believed to be haunted by the ghost of the innkeeper's daughter who was murdered in the loft in like 1500s mm-hmm. sometime again very normal very normal and it's believed that her spirit is the most active up there. To be honest, I mean, we do so many stories on this stuff. If you lived in ancient England a relatively safe and normal life, it was actually quite rare. So many people... You, no one, no one went so unscathed. Many, yeah, no. If you weren't riddled with disease and famine, yeah. you or, was being persecuted for having a cat. And if you weren't persecuted for having a cat, yeah, or you were you being were raped and pillaged, yeah, or being, slavery, was, or bloody shagged by your bloody master, got pregnant, so you had to fling yourself off the top of the castle or the the manor house. You know, it's it wasn't it was bad times. And wasn't then it? people ask why all the ghosts, the Tudor ghosts, yeah. the Victorian ghosts, well, listen. It yeah, was a bloody hard time. Work it out. Yeah, do the maths on that. Jesus, do the maths ain't on hard, it. is it? Yeah. So Terrible. The house is not just haunted. The road outside is as well. Of course, also in St. Osith, our village, the roads are. The just roads as haunted are. as the houses. So there is a phantom motorcyclist that is heard most of the time just outside the ancient Ram Inn. And you can hear him drive through the roads, but the he like he roars and revs his engine yeah. outside the ancient ram. 
there is not a motorbike in sight. No, yeah. But there is a man, I don't know his first name, but he's known as Mr. Turner, and he died on his wedding day in that area mm. in the 1950s. On his motorbike. On his motorbike. Yeah, see. It's and, just, you know, he's replaced. Again, I don't know. I don't know if he was on his way or if he had been. I, I don't know. I can't he answer. He must have been on his way because... Because otherwise his it, wife would have been on the back. He'd, he'd be, he'd be yeah. with her. Yeah, that's it, yeah. I also want to discuss, and this is something we you spoke about earlier, and it's about kind of people that put things in the walls or that, you know, the... the As a, a warning to ward yeah. off evil spirits. So in... The house, in a glass box with a light on top of it, there are the remains of a mummified cat. Yeah, again, very common. That's the walled off bad spirits witchcraft. Uh -huh. Yeah, it, again, in a lot of houses in in the UK and England, so it's very common. It's been yeah. tested and stuff. It's about four or five hundred years old. Yeah, and like you said, it's very they, common. In they our... would put that. Well, it was quite customary to put the remains of a cat inside the walls. To be honest, it was customary. It was the usual, it not the It was the usual, and it, it is used because they believed that cats had a sixth sense, that they believed that doing that, the cat would ward off, using ward his off, psychic yeah. abilities, any kind of bad. unwanted yeah. bad spirits or any or anything like that. So, But he's, the cat's still in the house. He's out of the walls now, and he's in a glass box. Mm. It's there. You can Google it. I'll put a picture of it up. So I'm going to end this with a quote from the Reverend John Yates, and he is the former Bishop of Gloucester. Right. And he performed a failed exorcism of the ancient Ramin. Yeah, you, you'd need... You, yeah, go on. And he said, it is the most evil place I have ever had the misfortune to visit. Yeah. Now, if that doesn't sum it up... Yeah. I don't know what will. Yeah. Great location, places fantastic like that, you history. Cannot, I don't believe you can cleanse and heal places like that. I don't believe it. They're ingrained in the very fabric and fibre of those locations. And, and the same with the cage. I don't think you ever get rid of it. And you might get rid of one or two, send them up. But yeah, no. I, th I think that very much is just a very, very active location. I mean, it's again, it's, it's somewhere you and me, when we start doing our road trips for next year for this podcast, I think we definitely need to... I mean, I'd love to go. I'd love to go. I mean, I, I, I've spoken to John personally at length, but I'd love to go and see, experience the place myself, you know, ourselves. So let's, let's do that. Let's put it on our list. Definitely. Fantastic location. Anyway, guys, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. As always, please follow all of our social media. I will put it in the episode description. And um, we'll be back next week, guys, with another episode. So have a blessed week. Be good, be safe, be honest. We love you. And see you soon. See you soon. <laughs>